right, we got about 10 people in here. That's pretty good. Very excited for that. Thank you everybody for coming to uh, this first meeting of the Library Marketing Book Club. Uh, very excited about this. Um, and uh, so we, uh, we, we probably uh, want to just get rolling and see what we can do about talking about the book. We, this since this is the first meeting, we'll talk about um, how meetings will go, and, and I love your guys' feedback because uh, um, I've been in very few book clubs, so uh, whatever works for us would be great. Um, and uh, so we'll talk a little ground rules, and we'll talk a little bit about the book. And uh, for those of you who just joined, um, we are extremely fortunate to have JJ Peterson with us. JJ uh, works for the Story Brand Organization. Um, and uh, works with Don Miller, and if any of you have heard the podcast, he is the co-host of the Story Brand, Building a Story Brand podcast. So um, uh, great stuff to those guys said, hey, this is the first book that we're talking about. So, uh, so JJ's like, yeah, I'll stop by. That's awesome. So, um, so very glad to have you here, JJ. Um, of course, uh, knowing that this is a book club and not everything is uh, always positive about the book, would <laughs> there may be some adjusting feedback, um, but, uh, but I think that's all part of the fun. And, um, you know, of course, I think, uh, I think it's going to be a, a good discussion and, you know, really looking forward to it. So, um, so first things first, let's just talk about our ground rules. Um, so we will use the same, I, I'm proposing that we kind of follow the same thing that we do with our Facebook group. So we have some group rules in the Facebook group and those seem to fit pretty well here. So those are uh, be kind and courteous, of course, that uh, is always going to make a nice positive experience. No hate speech or bullying, obviously that makes things uh, rotten. Um, so we don't want any of that. Um, uh, no politics, please. So especially now, there's a lot going on in politics. Um, we are in an organization that that some or an industry that is sometimes uh, charged a little bit by politics. So unless you know, unless it has something really germane to to the book, let's uh, let's try to uh, make this about library marketing and and see what we can do about staying away from political opinion. Um, no promotions or spam, and so just to mention with this, there may be some people that are in library-adjacent industries uh, or library-adjacent organizations, um, and I'm so excited to have them here. I see Angela Hurst is on with us. Angela um, uh, did work for the Cincinnati Public Library and now, or at the Public Library of Cincinnati and Hamilton County, um, and now works for EBSCO, which uh, many of you may use library aware. And so there's other people and maybe just some people from some other organizations and really hope to have that. Um, but the idea again is just to talk about how to benefit library marketing. So, you know, anybody who's joined has kind of said, yeah, we're, you know, we're here to talk about the good of library marketing and it's not um, to kind of spam or, or you know, promote uh, things there. And obviously respect privacy. So, you know, what happens in the group um, uh, you know, is, is for the group and uh, would ask that everybody just respect everybody else's privacy. So, so that said, how does that sound to everybody? Anybody have any feedback, suggestions, questions? 
Okay, I see a lot of thumbs up. Oh yeah, also there's some neat features in Zoom that we've probably all become pretty familiar with if we're using Zoom. We use Teams a lot in our library, so it's a little different. Um, but for Zoom, if you do want to raise your hand, um, you can, if I remember right, you can go over to participants. Um, isn't it? Wait, how did you, now I don't know. I was thought that's where it was. How do you raise your hand in Zoom? You is that it? Reactions. Is it reactions now? Okay. Well, I see all the other things. I don't know that I see a raised hand. Yeah, on the when you push participants and open that up on the very bottom right, it should say raise hand. Ah, there's oh, a little yeah. That. Okay, yes. Thank yeah. You. So thank you, Jay. <laughs> And uh, yeah, like I said, we use uh, we use um, uh, Teams, which doesn't have even have a raise hand. So we just like, hey, um, so uh, yeah. So however you need to get attention, get attention. Um, better to uh, you know try and follow that way than to uh, interrupt. And um, if uh, yeah, and so any other questions or anything before we get rolling about ground rules or any suggestions or anything else, feel free to use your reactions. Um, you do have, uh, if you have the free version, you have, uh, or the web version, you have clap and thumbs up. If you have a paid version, you have a couple more reactions that you can use. So those can be fun. Um, there are, I see a couple of messages in chat. Uh, so do feel free to use chat also. We'll try and catch those where we can and, uh, not getting your attention if you're not getting my attention then uh try harder <laughs> and we'll see because we got a bunch of people some cameras are on some cameras are off so whatever it takes um that would be great all right so uh so i don't know jj are we are we putting you on the spot if we give you a, a any sort of an opportunity to an introduction i mean you are a special guest so uh Happy to have you say a couple words before or uh, or your choice. Um, yeah, I can share a few things just to say hi mainly um, and I'll try not to be political and I'll try <laughs> not to be any hate speech or anything during this. But um, no, I, uh, you know, it's so fun to get to be a part of uh, something like this where um, people have read the book and, and you specifically have a very niche market. And so it's kind of fun to engage in that space. Um, to give a little bit of my background, I've been at StoryBrand now for about five years. Um, I used to be in education, so I was a professor and dean of students at, um, uh, worked at a couple different universities, and then have also been in television and film and nonprofit marketing, in particular with community development, both in Central and South America and in Africa. And so kind of have done the marketing side of things, have done the education side of things, and I came to StoryBrand about five years ago as a client um, when it was really just getting started <clears throat> to brand a television show that I had just sold. Um, and I was very excited about it, but kind of in my mind was like, I've got this, I've done, I teach marketing, I've done marketing. And I kind of came to the StoryBrand framework and fell in love with it just basically based on its ease of use and that and its application to anything. Um, and so kind of then just started uh, lurking around StoryBrand a little bit, and then they eventually hired me <laughs> to come in and, and help people uh, figure out their messaging and marketing through the Story Framework. And so, um, 
you know, the, the things I would say just kind of as we get, as you get started and uh, any questions you have specifically for me, I am more than happy to, my, my dog will be joining us on and off through this whole thing. He's, he loves when I get on zoom and he hates when I get on zoom. So, um, so I apologize, or you can just use that as a distraction. Um, but any questions specifically you have uh, from, you know, for the book or anything, or even any critique uh, or any confusion, I am more than happy to speak into. Um, but I think for anybody who has studied story or marketing at all for very long, most of these principles are not individual principles are not unique, right? There's a lot of things in there that you will recognize that you will see from both narrative structure and marketing if you've done it at all. What this does is just kind of puts it in a very simple framework in order to, um, in order to reach people more effectively and more quickly. And so um, that's part of it is when I came to it, I was kind of like, well, none of the individual pieces of this is genius it's the framework itself that gives me the ability to kind of sit down and write a quick email or quick story or give a quick speech that makes sure that I am consistently positioning myself as the guide and my audience, the hero through the whole thing. So that's just a little bit about me. And I'm just, I, I love interacting with people and being a part of things. Um, and I get to work with companies and individuals all over the world on this stuff. So, um, Thank you for allowing me to be here and and um, be on this be with this group. I'm very excited. Thanks so much, JJ. I really appreciate it. Appreciate the intro and and the uh, uh, caveats and the dog. Um, yeah, I was going to say we may see dogs and cats walking through many screens. I know we have uh, libraries famous for cats, and and I certainly have some walking around. So. Um, yeah. So very good. Thanks so much. That gives a great context. So. Um, so yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, who would like to, you know, anybody have, I guess, just kind of initial opinions or initial thoughts about about this book, how it relates to and how it relates to what we do, library marketing. And am I not seeing hands? Am I missing hands? And if anybody just wants to talk, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet group. Um, if I miss I'll it. jump in. <laughs> hey, Angela, thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, I, so I came into the book with a little bit of a pre preconception, um, only because I am very familiar with Donald Miller's work. Um, I was a huge fan of him um, and what he kind of wrote and was about um, in his kind of earlier part of his career. Um, and I remember kind of seeing the transition from where he started to kind of this um, new step in his life. So I definitely came in with some, some preconceived notions of this book. Um, and my own my own feelings about that that transition, um, but I kind of put all of that aside um, and just kind of looked at it from you know what does this offer um, to me um, 
in terms of marketing. Um, and I'll say that one of my, my favorite pieces of all of this is really the, the brand script. I spent a lot of time um, digging into that in my um, reading of the book. So I really did appreciate that. I think it's a really valuable resource and it really helped me to start thinking about like what is our message as a library? What is our message to patrons? Um, and I think the thing that I was coming up against the most in my my reading of the book was kind of differentiating between a business that is working towards a profit um, and then being in a library um, that is nonprofit. Um, and so some of that was a little bit hard for me to translate. Um, so I think still kind of working through that a little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the idea of how valuable stories are and how do we apply that to our marketing. Yeah, no, that's great, Angela. And what, uh, for some of you, if you're not sure what Angela's talking about, so um, if you, if, you know, I don't know how much you all have known about Donald Miller, but um, so he started, uh, he started as a, well, he, he was a publisher of um, homeschool textbooks, was one of his early jobs. And so he had a publishing company and then he wrote some books and he wrote one in particular that got a lot of attention, which was called Blue Like Jazz. That was his first New York Times bestseller. Um, JJ, you can correct me if I get any of this stuff wrong. Um, and um, so he wrote Blue Like Jazz and it was a, uh, I think even in the title, it was like a book about Christianity for non-Christians or, so it had to, you know, it, it touched uh, it touched a lot of nerves for, for a lot of people. It actually um, resonated with a lot of people, uh, became a movie, um, it was a crowdfunded movie and, um, you know, it, so, so it had a lot, you know, and, and then he wrote a few other semi-autobiographical books um, that were kind of in that same spiritual journey thing. And what's interesting is there was a recent thing on the podcast where um, somebody, I think it was, uh, I think it was like Stephen M.R. Covey or somebody asked, asked him about, asked Donald about the difference between when he was that writer and now, and even he says, he's like, well, that, uh, he says, I feel like that's a totally different person. So it's a, it's an interesting evolution that, that brought him to this book. And, and definitely, I think that's going to um, carry through. And the other thing that you mentioned there about, um, translating a business that has uh, paid products is something that I've always, you know, looked at with this book. And how do we do that with library being, you know, the free or, well, you know, it's prepaid, but, you know, essentially it's free, the stuff that we do, um, you know, how do we use that? How do we apply that? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting aspect and something interesting to kind of think of what we do. That's great. Thanks, Angela. Uh, somebody else have uh, some thoughts uh, that they want to share. Um, this is Kathy. I, um, I've known Chris for a while. Hey, back when I did Chris's job did and now job. Chris did, does <laughs> his job and my job. And now I'm at, um, <laughs> now I'm at novelist and library aware, but, um, so I appreciate him, um, letting me sneak into this, um, discussion. Um, I will say that I have worked for 
um, government entities. I've worked for major corporations. I've worked for smaller companies and I've worked for libraries. Um, and I think that nonprofits and libraries struggle with this um, almost a pride of I'm not a business and we're not for profit. Um, so how would we, you know, trying to figure out how these things can relate. Um, and I know this may sound crass, but I do think of, I know when I was at the library, I felt like I was selling a lot of things. Um, I'm trying to grab attention of a consumer that's in a very noisy marketplace. Um, I'm trying to show how our programs and services compete with Audible, with Amazon, with, you know, a lot of paid services, as well as competing with a lot of free services out there. Um, I don't know about you all, but we had a little friendly, maybe not always friendly, competition with um, the Parks Department, with, um, you know, child and family services, with other social agencies who suddenly were in our space. Um, so how do you, and that's great that we're all promoting literacy and we're all trying to get really young kids to read and we're all doing book clubs and we're all doing a lot of this but then how does a library become that expert become that go-to um, and it's not about excluding all these other agencies and all these other resources um, there's enough need for everybody to pitch in but when you're going up to your, when you're going in front of your stakeholders, when you're going in front of city council and saying why you shouldn't cut my budget or why we need more money for collections, um, you know, that's, then it gets tough because that's when the people who control the purse strings say things like, well, the parks department also does that. Well, the sheriff's department, the fire department, um, so, Angela, I think you bring up a really good point. I think it's also that, that libraries give everything away for free. Um, it's very hard to ask for money. It's very hard to talk about money. Um, I know that came up in, in the Every Library Conference um, that some of us recently attended on funding and advocacy. So. Just want to throw out some of those things. I saw some noddings of heads, yeah. so maybe some other people have some things to add or some things to contradict. I'm open to both. Um, so, thanks. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, good point. And yeah, and when you think about, you know, so when I thought about how to apply, you know, some things in the book to that situation, it is where um, I think you can. Uh, you know, it, yeah, I, taking yourself out of the story is an interesting uh, prospect. And I think when you're talking about like going up against city council and what we're doing and, and how to get that, um, it's an interesting option to go and say, well, you know, hey, this isn't about how great the library is. This isn't how about how wonderful the library is, but it's about what is this gonna do for your constituents? Think of your constituents and think of what their story is and think of how they're looking for an option to, um, 
you know, get some education materials if they can't. Um, they don't have books in their homes uh, for their children. So, you know, so there's a lot of options if you, you know, if you turn that conversation, that's where I think, you know, something like this, this book might help. So, uh, yeah, I think that's great. Um, anybody else have any initial thoughts they want to share about the book? Or anything we're talking about? Yeah, a few thoughts. Um, my background story is um, I'm a little bit different because I'm not in a public library. Okay. I'm in an academic library. So that makes our market even narrower. Um, <laughs> and I am the recent addition to our team and I'm the online librarian and I'm also the youngest librarian since I just recently graduated in the last couple Congratulations. Yeah. Um, and back in my alma mater as well. So that kind of, um, that's kind of really like a heavy weight on the shoulder, so to speak. Um, and our library is mainly for our online and adult learner students, not the traditional university students. So that creates a challenge as well, because we're not on campus for everyone to walk in. So one of my big goals I've been tasked with is to do strategic planning as well as marketing to go along, a marketing plan to go along with that. And, um, I, to be honest, this book club is a complete entire blessing. I think I started reading this book two weeks before everybody was like, what book do we read? And I'm like, this book, because I have it and I'm trying to read it. Um, and one thing that I have started to realize after kind of digging into some marketing material is that everyone is talking about the fact that we are nonprofits and, um, I think that sometimes our mindset needs to change with that because we are required to show an ROI on, on it regardless of the fact. So maybe starting to look at us as selling as a service instead of actually selling goods for a cost um, can kind of help that mindset a little bit. Um, and so I have, thankfully I've started to use this framework. I don't think I've used it to its full potential but I think I have kind of, um, you know, used those steps along the way to come up with a one-liner that instead of focusing on what we do, because um, essentially right now we do have a mission statement that talks about us and what we do, and instead focus on us providing assistance to our students and faculty so they can succeed. Um, and so I think that that has helped me craft that one-liner and now to present it to the team in a couple months. So I'm hoping, I know my thoughts aren't exactly fleshed out in this because I'm still processing a lot, but um, hopefully as, you know, I look into this more, I'll be able to present it to them in a more succinct way than what I'm probably doing right now. But um, it's, I found this really extremely helpful. Um, and I think that um, I actually got this from my local library, but I'm probably going to buy myself a copy because I need to put it back here on my shelf because um, I think I'm going to be digging into it a lot more. Um, so extremely helpful. And I'm just interested to hear other people's thoughts and how this can apply to libraries. Yeah, that's great, Rachel. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely is something that, uh, that is, I think, you know, applicable. Uh, just wondering, has anybody uh, that's on the call um, put any of this into action? So has anybody uh, tried any of the tips or uh, uh, methods or anything like that? Anybody done anything? 
No? Okay. Elizabeth, I see you came on, unmuted, but not for that, maybe? Well, for... no, I haven't. I just have to confess that I haven't finished it yet. I, okay. I That's got okay. my hands on it yesterday, and I'm okay. halfway through it. So I'm, I'm very interested in it. I think there's a lot to learn from it. I really appreciate having it. Um, I'm sorry to be that person on the book club who's like, I'm just here to listen, but that's kind of where I am right now. <laughs> you know, I have no I've read it too. Sorry. I said, it's been a while since I've read it too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely do plan to use it. I really appreciate the way it's just laid out so that it, it makes marketing not seem so daunting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. And that is another good point, Elizabeth, that you bring up about reading the book and not reading the book. Um, uh, no requirement for reading the book before you come to these discussions ever. Um, that's how uh, book clubs that I've been in have worked. It's if you read it, great. If you didn't read it, hey, you're still here. And, uh, you know, there's lots of good stuff to talk about. So, um, so for sure. Yeah. So here's, uh, so for, for, uh, for, for the other side of it, um, uh, what, uh, what about the book didn't work as well for you? Or what about the book was, was something you might have had questions about? Um, again, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say feel free to speak freely in front of our guest. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, what, you know, what, uh, what about the book might have been, um, you know, something that you're like, oh, I didn't really think of that. Or, or I didn't, I don't, you know, I don't know how I would do that. I mean, we've talked a little bit about the nonprofit about, you know, there, there are definitely things in all marketing books about, um, you know, how are you going to charge for this and how are you going to do that? But, uh, you know, so, so what kind of things was anybody thinking about that, you know, that maybe go along those lines? <laughs> I will keep pausing. Well, Chris, if, I mean, I don't want to, if somebody has something, I'm more than happy to hear it. But sure, uh, sure. since maybe since people haven't actually begun the application process, because sure. ultimately, of course, as soon as I start talking, <laughs> it, just, it literally will happen. He was like sitting down fine and I start talking and he climbs on me. Uh, <laughs> Um, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, so, you know, let me, Rachel, if you don't mind, do you have your one liner, um, that you created that you're starting to work on? I do. Cause maybe mm -hmm. let's talk with, you don't mind, we can talk about it and I can even help you refine it a little bit. Um, so one of the things here's kind of say, if I was going to just say, let's say I had 20 minutes or 15 minutes to talk to a group and say, here's the main things that I would try to get out of this book or like the framework and application sure. is that, you know, ultimately when I think of how to apply the framework, I don't necessarily think of specifically customers. I think in more terms of audience. So no matter what you're going after, if you're creating an event that you want to draw parents into, then think of the terms of, what is the problem you're solving for this parents? How do you solve it? And what does life look like after? That's a short story. So the story brand methodology goes through the seven framework, um, seven pieces of the framework, right? Identifying what it is that the character wants, your audience wants, what's the problem that gets in the way? How do you come alongside as the guide to help them solve that problem? 
what's your plan, call to action, and then success and failure. What does life look like? That's the basic premise of any story. Character wants something, they encounter a problem, they meet a guide who gives them a plan, calls them to action, and then we see success and failure. A short story in, in the context of the marketing is literally problem. What problem is the character experiencing? What solution do you offer? And what does life look like after? So that's where I always start. It's kind of what, and Rachel has what we would call a one-liner. And the one-liner is that. It's when anybody asks you what you do or even what's this event about or what's this project about or what's this initiative about. Instead of saying, well, we're trying to get more, more books in the hands of kids who don't have them, something like that. You want to start with the problem because the problem always hooks somebody in the story. That's what gets people's attention. So you want to say in the area that we live in, 25% of kids don't, you know, you start with the problem and then you say, so we've created this initiative in order to get more books in the hands of kids so that, and then you give success because, or because we know that when more kids are engaged in reading, their grades go up and actually they have more success in school and they have stronger family life, you know? And so you really go problem, solution, success. That's the shortest version. If I was to say to grab one thing out of the whole thing is really like saying, how do I consistently talk about my programs or what I'm doing or even when I'm getting ready to go up in front of um, city council or any kind of government agency mm -hmm. to be able to say problem, solution, success, problem, solution, success. That just frames the story for people of what then beyond that, you can almost introduce any talk you're ever giving with that piece. And then anything you say after that is now framed in the story. So if you have a whole bunch of details and plans and you've got statistics and everything, that's fine, but only when you're there in the context of the story. And so, and why we really say that you want to have the audience as the hero of the story is because they see themselves in a story, right? We talk about this in the book. They see themselves in a story. And if they're the hero of their story and you position yourself as the hero of your story, you're now in competing stories. You actually are like literally competing against them. Even if you think what you're communicating is that you are, um, that you are helping them. If you make yourself the hero, you're in competing stories and they go, oh, that's great. Aren't they doing wonderful things at the library? But you're not actually positioning yourself as the guide in their story. So they may like you, but they're not going to do business with you. They're not going to engage until you position yourself as the guide for their story. And primarily what the guide does is help the, the hero overcome the problems. So what I'd love to, if, if it's okay with everybody, yeah. is to hear Rachel's one-liner, her short story, which is problem, solution, success. And I can give a little bit of feedback and say, here's how we'll tweak it. And, here, and maybe that can give some people a little bit of tools for application as you get ready to kind of finish the book and begin to apply it. Great. Yeah, that'd be great. Rachel, if you're open to it, that'd be awesome. A little nervous because I'm sure it's not the greatest that it could be, you know. So um, here's what I have. Um, we provide busy students and faculty with research, citation, and technology help that they can use to achieve success in their classes and become world changers.
Nice. Okay. So what I would say, I, I love the language there. What I would say is that has a really good second and third part to it. So you say what you do and what their life looks like after, but what you actually need is to agitate the problem in the beginning. Cause that what you kind of allude to it, like you say, busy students and faculty. So read it again for me and then let's hone in on the problem a little bit and see if we can kind of make that a little bit tighter. Okay, we provide busy students and faculty with research, citation and technology help. They can use to okay, achieve well, success. Perfect, so let's pause there. So would, so we provide busy students and faculty with research and, and citation. What problem does that solve for them? And even anybody, anybody can speak into this as well. When you, when you hear that, so we provide the research and citation, but what problem does that actually solve for the students and faculty? Does it save them time? Yeah. Make their exactly. work easier, faster? Yep. More accurate. Saves them from having to go to 30 other places to find Corn. the information. Yes. Exactly. Yep. So I think you could probably articulate it in some way that says something like, um, because students and faculty are so busy and there is so much information out there that is not very trusted resources. So that's the problem, right? They're busy and the information is just everywhere and we don't know who to trust, maybe. And then you can say, so we provide, and then you can go into your second part. So what it does is when you, you start it with the, the problem, you're really like, you're just hooking, hooking them. Because they could go, you can almost even say, you know how, like everybody is so busy that finding one place to do their research and know that it's trusted resources is really hard to do these days. Almost just in, in basic common language, right? Not, it doesn't have to be super verbose. It can just be, you know how these days with so much information out there, competing information, it's hard to find a trusted place where you can get everything you need for research and citation in, in one place, you know, something like that. So now, now the second two are in context of the story, right? So now you say, we provide, and you want to always, when anybody's creating these kind of one-liners, the second piece wants to solve, the, the second and third pieces need to articulate that you've solved the problem in the first one. So let's say, for instance, because I put out a couple there, let's say we, we end up saying, it's hard to find trusted resources. Then the second part of it, you want to say, we provide citation data of trusted resources that we've done the research to make sure that they're right so that people can be confident in their research and save time, right? And, and then you can do the successful part as well. If we went with just the time piece, you know, students and faculty are more busy than ever today, which is why we've provided da-da-da-da-da so that they save time and can be successful, right? You, you want to have, in narrative theory, it's called, uh, I'll, I'll get a little nerdy here. Uh, <laughs> so in narrative theory, it's called fidelity and coherency. 
So fidelity and coherency essentially just means the story works together, it sticks together. So whatever problem you bring up in the beginning, that your solution has to solve that problem and the results have to speak back to the original problem. That means the story stuck together. So if you just say people are busy, so we've created a place they can find everything so they can be successful, the successful piece doesn't actually match the beginning problem. So you have to say so that they can save time and be successful because saving time will lead to success. So you have to associate all three in a row. Um, so that's kind of, so Rachel, yours, I actually really liked what you had. I would just add in the very beginning, basically the problem that they're experiencing. Um, and then, and then you have the solution and success part, I think that would be great. Um, maybe if one more, like if somebody has even any kind of event or something that you're trying to promote that's coming up, maybe we can workshop a one-liner for that. Does anybody have something coming up that they're getting ready to promote or do marketing for? I think, uh, did Angela Christie, yeah, did you have, yeah. Um, well, I didn't have one for an event, but I guess I was working on a one-liner for the library. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm going to read it out loud and not try to like, like, oh, it's not very great. Um, <laughs> I came up with, we help our community save time and money with free, free resources from the library. There you go. So then it's same kind of thing. So what that is really is it's a great middle part because that's the, your result. So we want to start with a problem. So a lot of families lack access to education, to, to books and educational materials. It's just even something that simple. So we provide the free resources and then we want a little bit of success on the end so that, so that we can have a community that is, empowered or educated or you know some kind of success piece on the end of that that's great yeah, yeah. and that's really all we it, with all of this even i think you know in the whole story brand framework when you're going through it i will say here's a couple things as you're getting ready to kind of go into application mode is that two things that i always say to people is um don't overthink it <laughs> um, the smarter you are, the harder this is. And I, and I really mean that like that's not a blowing smoke <laughs> kind of thing because the, the, the more you're engaged in education and you, more education you've had, you've been taught to think in nuance. And so you're thinking of all different sides and all the different audiences and how do we do all of this? And that is wonderful for critical thinking. It's not great for marketing <laughs> because in marketing, you just want to go with the most basic, like keep it very simple. So don't overthink it um, and, and go with your gut, go with your gut on it. Um, another thing that I like to say is, um, is that uh, it, a lot of people think there's these magic words that are out there floating around that you're like swinging at to get the perfect word and whatever. And if you miss it, then it's not going to work. Like, I, you know, I have to have the perfect word or I ha you go over it 20 times. The reality is we often will start with a one-liner problem, solution, success, and we'll change it 20 times before it really lands. 
um, because you start testing it, you see how people engage with it. But, and, and so you, you kind of just want to create something and start testing it, you know, especially because it's words, you know, you don't want to at the very beginning print it on everything, but if it's in your email signature or it's on your website, if you change the words, that's free. You know, you can kind of, you can do that again and again, and you're just kind of testing to see how it works and you're inviting people into a story. Um, I, when we do a live workshop, what I'll do often is I will, we'll get to a point where some people are getting frustrated because they're just like, do I need to say that we lack resources or, or do I need to say we lack time or what do I, you know, they kind of get this, they get frustrated with it because they're like, what's the one thing that's going to be the magic wand that's going to get us over the top? And I will kind of just stop everybody and I go, all right, so just we're going to do a little activity. And I go, I want everybody to stand up and they all stand up. And I say, okay, now I need you to turn around and face the back wall. And they turn around and face the back wall. And I go, here's the trick to marketing. People will go where you tell them to go. <laughs> you are the author of the story. You are taking people in. And in the same way, when you're reading a book and an author has a, the thing of where, all right, I'm going to create a neat, cute situation where the girl meets the guy you can do that. You get to decide whether they do that in the park, in a coffee shop, on the street, in the, right? And then once you make that decision, then you go, there's 50 decisions that would work for the story. They, they can meet anywhere. You have to decide. Great authors and great writers really are better at, I would say what differentiates really good authors from, uh, good authors from great authors is great authors know what to leave out, not necessarily even what to put in. You know, they are really deciding there's 50 options here and I'm going to choose one and I'm going to take people on this journey. And then you just use that and you test it and then you repeat it over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Good marketing is an exercise in memorization. And so you want to, once you kind of test it and get it out there, then you just want to say it over and over again. So then when you're, at, when you're talking to government officials or city council, they're at that point saying back to you what you've said to them. They're going, you know, our community is really lacking free resources for underprivileged families. And then you're like, oh, really? I, okay, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been saying it for years and people are now saying <laughs> back, you know. Our community is lacking free resources for a lot of underprivileged family, which is creating a gap between with education and access. At the library, we have free resources for everybody so that not only does our community have access to be able to grow and entertain, but families can be together and enjoy safe entertainment. You know, any it's problem, solution, success. Um, so anyway, I, I say those things, sorry to kind of dominate some of the talking, but <laughs> um, I, I, say, I say all those things in essence that as you begin to apply this and begin to live with it, feel the freedom to like, don't do it perfect. You know, the, the freedom is to start the process, follow the general rules, engage with, with some of the principles and start testing it. But the key elements, the key elements for sure, are you are thinking of not the problem you solve for yourself but what problem do you solve for your audience or your customer or your the people engaged how do you solve that problem and then what does life look like after for them problem solution success we want to show them what the happy ending can look like that's 
fantastic, JJ. Thank you. I, I hope you all, yes, I see a pause. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, that's great. And, uh, and also, I, I do have to say that I didn't uh, give the uh, full credentials of JJ. JJ is uh, Dr. JJ Peterson, and JJ did his PhD dissertation in story. And uh, so, you know, so definitely a lot of research and and plenty of time certainly went into into that dissertation. And obviously, it uh, it has developed this really really um, laser focused. Uh, uh, way of, of looking at it. It's great. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much, JJ. That was, that was excellent. And something that we did talk about in the Facebook group. So hopefully y'all um, have a chance to participate a little bit in the Facebook group. Um, and I actually mentioned this to JJ. Uh, and one thing was, we talked about the repetition. And so somebody said, well, you know, the book is very repetitive. And it, I mean, it is. <laughs> um, certainly the end of the chapters are all kind of the same, you know, open your brand script or create a brand script and, and do this with a team or with a group. Um, but it's, it's not an accident is what, you know, JJ and I were talking about and he reminded, but you know, uh, as we all know, well, in marketing, you need to say your message many, many times before somebody hears it. So uh, certainly it built right in to, to that story. Um, it's about 10 to one. Anybody have any other thoughts, anything we didn't talk about, about the book or, um, uh, you know, what else, what else is there or, or, you know, or about, you know, JJ's, um, uh, you know, things that he shared or anything else. I mean, what, what other things do people want to talk about? I wanted, I wanted to circle back to something JJ said that, um, jumped out to me that I was struggling with in the process of kind of going through everything is that I really did struggle with nuance and like trying to like piece everything together and like I just wanted to like find like the right words like just like right out the gate um and so that is I guess really reassuring to me um to be reminded that this is kind of hard to do if you have spent a lot of time in the educational system um Kind of thinking about nuance and then that this really is a process um, I found it easier to think about because I also was kind of thinking about a project that we were working on um, and doing the same thing for that and I found it easier to apply all of this to kind of that one specific project and it became more difficult when I was thinking about the library and all the things that the library does and how do I distill that into one message because the library isn't one thing to all people. Some people, you know, come to the library to get their like newest, greatest books. Some people come to make copies because they don't have a copier and to use computers. Um, some people love the movies. So we don't serve one type of person. Um, so trying to find um, that like one line to kind of fit all of those people and all of those purposes is super hard. Um, so it, was, it just was a good reminder that this is a, a process. You know, Angela, I just love what you were just saying. And, you know, I remember at 
Jacksonville Public Library and at so many libraries. Um, you know, above the front entrance, it says open for all. Um, I wonder if there's, if there's a story there in the sense of, you know, people wanting to feel like whoever I am, whatever I need, you know, I belong. And I know in the, in the book, talking about that sense of belonging, that finding your tribe. Um, I don't know, JJ, is that, I mean, I know that Angela was talking about why it was hard because we offer all these different things for different people with different needs, but is, is that a story? I don't know, maybe it's too general to, to work, but that no. resonated with me. I felt that yeah. when you said that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is when you're looking for the higher level, like what Angela and, you, and Kathy are talking about, of where you have a much broader audience, it's a much more um, umbrella story. So it's really like, you know, it, when even when I said earlier, like access for all, if you had that kind of in your back of your mind of that's our story, and then you said you put on your on your website library what did you say library for everybody or everybody no yeah open to all open to all you know that yeah. is that's the big story right that's the umbrella story and i think that and that's kind of where you want to be thinking is really the high you know for us when i'm talking we work with everybody from solopreneurs and like authors all the way up to gigantic organizations uh the u.s olympic committee and intel and mitsubishi and all these kind of big things and so when we're at that level, it's just really like get a clear message. It's like basically you want a clear message for marketing. But then as we get down to individual stories, then we get a little bit tighter and it gets more specific. So for instance, let's say, let's say honestly, like Chris said here, hey, uh, we want to come on here and I want you to actually, I, I'm not going to sell you because that's against the rule. <laughs> I was going to try to engage you in reading the book or something else. I would say something like this, start with the problem. And I would say, you know, so many, I've, cause I actually was at the, I think the national librarian convention recently. And, but I would say something along the lines of, um, you know, libraries today are competing for attention against a lot of online platforms and even some free, um, free ways that people can get access and so they're actually losing ground in how they're connecting with their communities at StoryBrand, we created a framework that helps libraries market what they do in a way that connects with new um with new members of the community and gets their information out in a way that gets used or something like that I, we can figure out a different success but I would just like, instead of using like the big broad, our broad umbrella is a lot of companies struggle to explain what they do in a way that connects with customers. At StoryBrand, we've created a seven part framework. But when it comes to then specific librarians, I would say many librarians struggle with, and I would get the specific problem librarians struggle with. So I'm not always just saying the same one liner to every audience I'm with. So many nonprofits really struggle to create a great story that engages new donors. That's nonprofit, you know, you know, big corporations are growing so quickly that everybody on their team is telling a different story and their marketing is confusing. We created a framework that gets everybody on the same page, right? Like it just, 
however you talk, so whether you're talking to parents or whether you're talking to school administrators or whether you're talking to civic people, you're, you basically want to identify what is that problem. You might have your big overall marketing message, but then when you're going into those audiences, specifically, what's the problem they're facing that we can solve, help them solve? How do we help them solve it? And then what does life look like after for them? Hey, that's great. Yeah, it is. It is tough. Yeah. And that's what I was going to, uh, that's great because that's what I was thinking is a lot of, you know, what we talk about with libraries. I know we've been at, you know, different events and we're all talking among ourselves and like, we do everything. We do so much. And, and it's, you know, it's hard to kind of boil that down. Um, I've been playing around with something that is focused on, you know, people like to feel smart and, um, you know, people have a hard time finding places that make them feel smarter uh, and, and, you know, one place that can kind of help um, move them forward. So I'm playing around with that. I don't, I don't have quite the, where it's going yet, but I know that there's something in the need there that, that seems to fit. So, um, but yeah, that big overarching message is, is a challenge, but, uh, but I think it can be very powerful when it, when it comes. So yeah, definitely it's real encouraging to say that there isn't the, you know, we're going to land on this and that's going to be it. And, uh, and it's going to be perfect. And, uh, and we're never gonna, um, you know, we're never gonna have to change. So, so we just have a few minutes left. Um, thanks again, uh, Dr. Peterson, very much for, uh, for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. This was absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you for giving us your time for this, for this hour. This was, this was wonderful. Um, and uh, uh, before we go with, with, uh, with everybody, um, I did want to talk just real quickly about how we select our next book. Um, so, uh, so I put up a form on the, um, on the Facebook page. If you have suggestions for what books come up, um, you can uh, put, put your suggestions in there. Um, what I would propose is that we kind of, you know, maybe sort of randomly, I'll, I'll pick three out of that one for, for the next month. Um, if there's any that, that anybody feels strongly about right now, uh, feel free to speak up right now and say which one you think we should read next. Uh, but I'll put up three, and then we'll get some Facebook votes, and we'll see, we'll see where we go next. So anybody have any discussion about choosing the next book? No, I can't see, see shaking heads no. So uh, sounds like that's a decent process. Um, uh, maybe, and, we, maybe we should ask Rachel what she's going to read next, because that seems to be what we pick our <laughs> Rachel, yeah. Yeah, Rachel. What do you have on hold, Rachel? <laughs> we'll see. Um, Let's see. On my desk, I went straight from uh, building a story brand, and I've already finished Marketing Made Simple, uh -huh. which was pretty good, a good compliment. And now, now I'm doing the one-page marketing plan, which, once again, is really probably not so library specific because they talk about you can't be all the things to all the people and especially with public libraries that's not the case and it's way more focused on um cells than um so i don't really know i'm trying to pick out some nuggets yeah but the one that i have already read which i would go back and read again um which everybody in this group might find helpful is one of the few library marketing books that there are and I was, I think I've already submitted this to the form. Um, so there'll be a record of that, but it's library marketing basics. As you can see, okay. I have it all marked up with 
post-its, um, and I've really used that a lot in my strategic planning project. Um, so that one is a really good one as well. But that's great. That's my two, three cents. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, there are a few library marketing books out there, so it would, would make sense for, for us to uh, tackle those once in a while. They may be a little tougher to find, um, but uh, but they're certainly out there. So um, you would hope that all of our libraries would have them as part of their collection, but <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So um, so we'll. Thank you, everybody. I mean, we've gone to our time. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I, I thought this was fantastic. I know that, uh, you know, book clubs can certainly range from anything from a, uh, you know, dissection of the book to what, what we were very fortunate to get, which was uh, a, a talk right from, right from the, uh, the company that, that uh, is part of authoring the book. So um, couldn't, couldn't, have been, uh, couldn't have been any better, I thought. Um, so it was great. But um, I will send out, because we're marketers, I will send out a survey to see what y'all thought. So uh, hopefully in the Zoom I can see who was on. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I won't use Orange Boy for the survey. I will probably use <laughs> probably Survey Monkey. Orange Boy JJ is an industry one. Um, but uh, um, anyway, so... But, uh, but yeah, so thanks everybody so much. We will get back together the last Tuesday of October and um, we'll vote on the book over the next few days and then probably by like Friday. Um, if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of a, you know, sort of plan, kind of whatever. Um, kind of like fr by Friday, we'll say, you know, hey, here's, here's how the book seems to be going. So we'll, we'll pick the next book and, um, and, and then we'll keep on rolling. So thanks again. Thank you so much again, JJ. Thank you. And thank you so much, everybody, for thank coming. And thank you. Bye. Thank you. And have a great day. Bye, all. Thanks, JJ. Bye, Bye dog. Bye, dog. <laughs> 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 thanks, Chris. Thanks, all. Thanks. Bye. Bye.